Today, we're going to help you turn any I into a we. Come in while we learn all about the power of compassion. See you in there. Welcome back to Simple Joyful Home, a Come Follow Me podcast with Emily and Alicia. Week after week, they'll draw inspiration from the reading, leaving you with simple and useful tools to strengthen your confidence, your spirit, and your family. Together, you'll transform the study of religion into a real relationship with Christ. Powerful tools and superstar listeners like you means everyone can have a simple, joyful home. Take it away, ladies. Hey, this is Alicia. And this is Emily. And today we have an awesome guest with us today. It's Lindsay Paradis. Just want to do a round of like a clap or something. We're just so glad she's here. And so welcome, Lindsay. Thanks, Alicia and Emily. I'm so glad you invited me here. Couple things about Lindsay so you guys can get to know her. She is the mom of four young kids. The oldest one is how old, Lindsay? Six. Six, you guys. She has already been accepted to the Mom Hall of Fame. Who does that? Celestial. Four kids, six and under. Pretty much. She's in. She's in. Keys already delivered. So (laughs) we she's amazing. Um and even though she has four young kids, she's also doing a podcast. Um, Lindsay, why don't you tell us about that? Yes, my podcast is also a Come Follow Me podcast, but it's for children. And it's, what ages? Um, well, it depends, but it could be up to 12, but really it's for toddlers, you yeah. know, and siblings of toddlers, basically. So. Yes, my little Emma loves yes. it. And yeah. tell them what it's called so they can go find it. It's Miss Lindsay's Come Follow Me for Kids. Yeah, so you guys go check it out. It is um, darling. It is really, really darling. You have a gift. She she really does. (laughs) It's actually quite fun. My little Emma loves it. She'll sing along with it. She loves the one little finger song that is like one of her favorites. So we love Miss Lindsay's Come Follow Me podcast around here. Um, She is also has a beautiful voice and she is an amazing singer. And she is also a health coach. So she has this woman is like a I don't know, just a balance of all things. So she's going to be our guest today and help us talk a little bit about the Doctrine and Covenants. This week, we're talking about Doctrine and Covenants section 23 through 26, and we are going to focus in on section 25, verses 4 and 5. Um, This is the revelation given through Joseph Smith to Emma Smith, where we hear the famous line that she's an elect lady. We hear that line a lot um, talked about in the church and I love the introduction that that gives us into who she is, her life, how the Lord feels about her, um, and how we can feel about learning from her life. And so today we're going to talk about verses four and five. Yes. So this is so awesome because we're just drawn to Emma, I think, because we're all moms and women too. So we couldn't help ourselves is what I'm saying. (laughs) But this is what the two verses say. They say, murmur not because of the things which thou hast not seen, for they are withheld from thee and from the world, which is wisdom in me in a time to come. And the office of thy calling shall be for a comfort unto my servant, Joseph Smith, Jr., thy husband in his afflictions, which consoling words in the spirit of meekness. And these two verses, there was something that stood out to really all of us. We all just started reading this and we all even with Lindsay here today. So we're excited to talk about it, but it has to do with these words. Um, Like literally murmur not in verse four 
And then the contrast of that in verse five, where he says that she will use her consoling words and shall be a comfort to Joseph Smith. And I love the contrast here between the murmur and the consoling words. He's using um, this opportunity to teach Emma of her gift, her gift for words. Well, one of her gifts is being able to recognize good words with poetry, with the hymns that she's asked to gather. Like she knows when something speaks truth, when something has a spirit with it, and she has a gift to recognize that. And here the Lord is asking her to tap into that gift, really to to console her husband, to comfort, to use those words for comfort instead of for murmuring. And I remember when I was young, my dad used to have this saying, he would hang on the wall and we would repeat all the time. And he would say, um, strengthen and encourage, don't criticize and destroy. (laughs) So he used to say that all the time growing up. We weren't really very good at it. I mean, I came from a household of 10 kids. I was the oldest. And so it was madness all the time, but he tried. And I love the contrast that this, these two verses, that murmur versus consoling and that strengthen and encourage versus criticizing and destroying, but this path of consoling, using her words for comfort um, and encouragement and just how powerful that is. And I had a thought too that just came to my mind was I, right after they organized the church, it was like almost immediately they started getting persecution really bad. She probably had a lot going on mentally, what we've kind of talked about and probably some physical things Mm -hmm. that probably were justified in murmuring about. Mm -hmm. If you think about people throwing bricks at a home or, you know, all the things that yelling and and mean people showing up at their door and And losing their children. And (laughs) so to be, you know, I mean, she, she really, she's an incredible person and, and to be knowing, I mean, I think the Lord knew what things she was going to have to endure And so to say these words to her, like murmur not, almost like I know what you're going to be going through and it's going to be hard and I know your heart and it, and to almost like in a very comforting way to me saying murmur not, I'm with you. Yesterday, I was having a power struggle with my four-year-old who can relate. (laughs) Um, She is, um, we're kind of the same person. So I guess, you know, I've heard that can make it hard. (laughs) And I think sometimes I just think she needs to act a certain way and then we'll get along and everyone will get along, you know. And, but then the more I act like that, the more I distance myself from her, right? Because I've now put these expectations on her and myself and our relationships Like, if I acted this way, you act this way, you know, that's the only time I can, you know, appreciate you or love you in my fullness or whatever. And I'm trying to remember exactly what the situation was. But I just remember it was, it was like we were both exhausted Mm -hmm. with this power struggle. And I just felt like I had to win. That's my job as the mom to win the power struggle, right? And to me, winning the power struggle meant that I was going to get my way, right? Like almost the hard way. Like I was just sticking to my guns. And I was looking at her and she was like almost with begging eyes, whatever it was, I can't remember. And right behind her, 
I had just changed like this magnet on the fridge from like a quote side to the side where it had Jesus's face on it. And it was at like the eye level of my daughter Mm -hmm. and Christ. And I saw his face out of the corner of my eye. And I'm like, I just need to have compassion on her. Wait, isn't that me just giving in? I have compassion, right? Mm. So I'm like, no, I have to win. And winning looks like this. Winning looks like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm power woman and I win. And so I kind of fought that idea a little bit. But the second I grasped it and let it settle in my heart, it was like, oh, like I just breathed for a second and I could see her in a whole different light. She wasn't the enemy anymore. Whatever was going on, It was like, oh, come here, honey, (laughs) you know, Mm. let's stop this. Let's stop fighting. I don't even know what we're fighting about anymore. And I had compassion on her. She came to me. We had this awesome connection. And it was like, oh, we got along the rest of the day, you know. And I think sometimes we don't want to have, we don't want it to end that way because that's weak, You know, the natural man says it's weak to have compassion on the one who's being annoying, you know, but it's the spiritual man that says, well, that's where you're going to win. You know, you're going to win her over. And guess what? You're not going to have so much anger or frustration towards her anymore. You both will win if you just let it go. Trust, you know, see her the way the Savior sees her, you know, and that's really what I felt. And I think with Emma, it's like, You know, see your husband the way I see him. See the mission the way I see it, right? It's not about the way you see it, the way you want it necessarily. We can work with that. We can work with what you want. But it's really once you capture the vision of what the Lord wants, it's like, whoa, I mean, you can't fail. It's so true. I love that you bring out the compassion and it fits so well with what he's what the Lord's asking Emma to do, right? To be use her words, her consoling words to comfort. A beautiful thing that he is doing for us and that and that you witnessed in your own experience was going from a I to a we. I mean, that's what he's asking us to do. He's saying, Okay, you wanna win, Lindsay, you wanna win, you wanna win, but I need you to want us to win. I need you to want everyone to win. And that's what he's saying to Emma here too. I need, I need us to all be on the same team and I need to us to see each other as a team. And I, your story beautifully illustrated that all of a sudden you saw her in a whole new light and it wasn't mm-hmm. a competition. It wasn't, and I love the beauty of that and the beauty of turning our thoughts from, you know, that I to a we And how can this situation go from murmuring or frustrating or just, oh, this day, you know, to, (laughs) to, okay, we're all in this together. If I'm frustrated, they're certainly frustrated. Mm -hmm. So how are we going to, going to be a team and move through this, which is not, I mean, that's not always easy, but it's, I think sometimes like here when he's saying, this is a matter of perspective. So help me out here. Mm-hmm. Why do we always underestimate the power of compassion? Oh, right. Well, even like in Lindsay, your story, how you're like compassion, but that means I'm not winning. Yeah. But in the end, wasn't it winning? 
Mm-hmm. Right? But like we kind almost of, instantaneously. Yeah. It was instantaneous. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And we, for some reason, we think that's not that great. Like, I kind of relate a little bit with Emma with this thought of, like, you are a comforting person for your husband. Um, when my husband got called as bishop, I had many people say, you know, you will be a comfort. I think even in a blessing that I received, you'll be a comfort to your husband. Like that's kind of my role. And I was like, really? Like, that's all <laughs> you want me to do. I was like comforts deep. I already do that. Like what? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and yeah. as time has gone by and I've really like had opportunities for that, mo- those moments and um, kind of viewed it. And it is so powerful because one, it is directly from our heavenly father through charity and love. And it is one of the strongest, most powerful things that we have been blessed with on this earth. And it is a beautiful role and a calling that Emma has. And we all have that opportunity with the people that we love. And we sometimes shrug it off. We think it's like just love. Oh, (laughs) you know, that's gotta be something else. Yeah. Too easy. And and it really can be like you're saying like this, it was almost instantly a change in the, the probably the whole feeling of the room. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, and it makes me think of like, we can all be saviors on Mount Zion. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean like the more baptisms we have, right? You know, we can go in that mindset of numbers and like whatever. Um, but when I think of that, you know, what is the most inspiring thing in life is when somebody has compassion when somebody's been through something hard let's condescended below something difficult Mm -hmm. and has chosen to relate to others to reach out to others and saying wow this is hard and I see you you're Mm -hmm. having this hard it's kind of what I do with my daughter like wow now I see you I see the hard you're struggling with with me right now and that's what the savior does to us Haven't you felt like so many times, like in a blessing or when you're praying, the Savior's like, I feel it a hundred percent. And when you feel felt like that, that's when like that light in your heart just opens up. The burdens are lifted. And when we get to be that for somebody else, I mean, oh, that is, that is the most joyful thing. And it's like, I think that's ultimately what we all want is that sort of compassion and Yeah, that love. feeling seen, feeling heard, feeling loved, that all the feelings that, I mean, make you feel value, make you feel like you have purpose. Mm-hmm. I think that's so true. So this week, to apply this scripture in our lives, we are going to pick someone that we want to help feel seen, help feel heard, Because really part of compassion, part of the hard part of compassion, the hard part of love is how do you operationalize it? How do you do it? Right? We know we should love. We know we should have compassion. But how? Even when we want to, sometimes it's hard to turn it into actions. I I just say, I think sometimes we need the Lord to know he's being Mm -hmm. seen. And so for a practical application of my life, how I've applied this kind of idea is, like with my children, I, when they were really little, I was pregnant with my third, my two were young toddlers and I wasn't sleeping. Right. And I was like, so I'm like, okay, Lord, all I can do is say a prayer with them in the morning over 
breakfast and then I can run back to bed and try to fall asleep again, right? Yeah. So I would like literally get up with like my eyes closed and pour that bowl of cereal or make that oatmeal and I say, okay, and then we say a prayer. Oh, and then we recited a scripture. That's what it was. We recited a scripture and I had it memorized on like day four so I could keep my eyes closed, and <laughs> <laughs> which was great because I just took a snippet, right? And so that was like, that was like my cue to the Lord, like, I'm taking you seriously, you know? I love that. So, and like, I was in really good habit of that for a while. And then after the third was born, you know, then I had to figure something else out to do. But, you know, I did that for several months and it made a difference in my home. And it like literally took three minutes, you know? And it's just something just simple like that. The Lord is seen. The children are seen. I did something that I can feel good about Mm -hmm. so that my rest of my day doesn't feel like I'm trying to make up for it. I love that. Well, and you showed not only compassion to the Lord, but also compassion to your kids and to yourself because you gave yourself something simple you could do to feel like you accomplished something. It wasn't over the top. You didn't look at the entire day. You're just like, I'm proud of myself for this moment. So sometimes our compassion also if maybe our own selves need it as well. So that's true. I love that. And I love how perfectly um, that fits into our mission here at Simple Joyful Home, because really how we apply it doesn't have to be the way that you apply it. We're just here to inspire you to find application in the scriptures in your own life. Find something that moves you to build relationships, to strengthen your relationship with Christ, to strengthen your relationship with your families, and and really to strengthen your relationship with yourself. So we hope that you help. this helps you in your week. We hope you feel like you're able to use your gifts and your talents to help someone you love feel seen and heard. We are super grateful for all of you for tuning in and listening. We're so grateful for Lindsay for coming and sharing her stories with us. We really relate with Lindsay on all things motherhood. And we're just grateful that she came here and we will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, our episode has come to the end, but we are so excited that we're going to be able to meet with you guys next time. And we look forward to that. And just so you guys know, we do have an email that you can email us questions or comments or anything that um, you may be wondering about. And just want you to know that you can reach out to us there or on social media. So our email is simplejoyfulhome at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Simple Joyful Home. And we can't wait to see you there. All right. Thanks, guys. Have Bye. a great week. So this week, let's <laughs> rewind. <laughs> okay. Console. <laughs> Isn't that like a piece of furniture? Yes. It is. Uh, hey, you caught it. Oh, yeah, my voice. Oh, my head. No one. <laughs> that is so very true. Anyway, maybe you better say, because now I'm going to freak my mind out about saying it. Why don't you introduce that part? <laughs> Okay, the part we love to... Okay, I better start over so I'm not laughing while I talk. Okay. All right. The application this week is buy a console. (laughs) (laughs) And all your your murmurings will be... Right? Okay, sorry. Oh my goodness gracious. That's best. All right. When you don't know what to do with your your purse...
Don't know what to do with your birds. This is what happens when Call it your words. Fly away. Right. Okay. Okay. That's, That's why. why. I know. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right.